I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Thursday, September 2nd, and it is a beautiful day in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. Uh, the weather today, I don't know if you can get any better. The sun is shining. It's uh, actually, it's a little on the, I say cool. It's not cool, but compared to the way it's been, and I think it's probably about 70 degrees outside and just a beautiful day. And uh, we're glad that you are with us today. We welcome you on the radio, 95.9 FM. Uh, those listening on Facebook and watching our broadcast. And then thank you for listening on the podcast. And thank you for those that are listening on our radio app and also on YouTube. But we're uh, looking forward to a great day today. This is a special day. Uh, this is Brother Caleb Schnur's birthday today. He is 29 years young today. And uh, this may be the day that uh, their baby's born. I don't know. We're waiting any day. Caleb and Jen, uh, they're expecting their fourth uh, baby, and that could be today. But happy birthday to Brother Caleb today. Uh, happy birthday to Brenda Briggs. Happy birthday to Marie Keeter. And then a happy anniversary today to Ray and Sharon Birch. And then also Michael and Renee Claiborne. I hope you folks all have a great day. Uh, we don't do this every day, of course, but when it is the WVFV um, producer, uh, manager, CEO, whatever you want to call him. When it's the main man at WVFV, Brother Caleb Schnur, we have got to play Happy Birthday. And so he did, reluctantly, he said, we have a song. And I said, well, we're playing it today, whether you like it or not. So I want you to hear this song. And uh, when you see Brother Caleb, wish him a happy birthday. Today is the day. And uh, here's the great song, Happy Birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday to Happy birthday to you. All right. Well, that was good. And um, I, I could have just I could have sung it myself. I understand, but I didn't I didn't want to uh, make all the other folks look bad that we play their CDs on the radio and all that. But uh, happy birthday, Brother Caleb. And I appreciate all he does for our church. And uh, he's helping out also with our school and, of course, the radio, bus ministry. And uh, he is a blessing. And uh, 29 years young. Isn't that amazing? That is so young. And uh, I thank the Lord for Brother Caleb. And uh, he is a blessing. Let's pray today for our church and pray for our school, pray for all of our ministries, pray for our missionaries. Let's pray for the nation of Israel, pray for our military today, uh, pray for those who've been affected by Hurricane Ida. Uh, many uh, linemen have gone down to uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, in that area, and uh, let's be in prayer for those folks. And we're looking forward to a great weekend. We had a good service last night 
here at Victory Baptist Church, and I thank the Lord for every service we get to be together. And I want you to hear this song by Brother Bruce Fry, One Day Closer Home. And every day that we live, we are truly one day closer uh, to our heavenly home. I hope you'll enjoy this song, and then after the song, we will be in our Bible study in Proverbs 16. In this world full of broken lies Trials and temptations on every side In the face of such uncertain times There's a peace that I find I'm one day closer home I'm looking up and pressing on Think I'll just keep on keeping on I'm one day closer home In a changing world where wrong is right Some turn away and say no use to try my hope is certain and one thing I know It is well with my soul I'm one day closer home I'm looking up and pressing on I think I'll just keep on keeping on I'm one day closer home when you're tempted to give up, my friend Look to Jesus, place your trust in Him Cast your cares upon the Lord and then Remember soon He's coming back again I'm one day closer home Looking up and pressing on I think I'll just keep on keeping on I'm one day closer home I think I'll just keep on keeping on I'm one day closer home Amen. I think I'll just keep on keeping on one day closer home. I think I will too. I think I'll just keep on keeping on until Jesus comes. And um, we used to have a, uh, uh, a saying that we would say, just uh, keep on keeping on. Of course, he used that in that song. But you know what that means is it means you just, you just stay faithful. Just keep going. Uh, just keep on serving God, keep on loving God, uh, keep on serving God. Just keep doing what you're supposed to do. Just keep on. And uh, I hope that is your desire. I hope that's your prayer. We don't always feel like it. There's times we, feel, we get discouraged or we get worn out. And uh, that old devil, you know, gets on our shoulder and tell, starts whispering in our ear, it's not worth it. And, oh, it's just a waste of time. But I got news for you. The, uh, serving God is the greatest life in all the world. And uh, what a blessing we have and a privilege we have to serve the King of Kings and Lord 
of Lords. Proverbs 16 in your Bibles, we saw yesterday the first word, the word purging. And it says in verse 6, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. I want you to look at the next verse, verse number 7. And the word today is pleasing. And uh, specifically, we're pleasing God. That's who we want to please. That's who ought to be the main one on our list of people to please uh, with our words, with our actions. But it says in verse 7, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Now, please, please don't misunderstand. This is not saying that when your ways please the Lord, you're going to make everybody else happy. It doesn't say that. But it does say that you will be given, and I will be given a, a peace, even, even with our enemies and even with the people uh, that don't like us or the people that don't agree with us. But when we first are pleasing God, you say, how is that possible? Well, when we please God, it's not just in what we do, uh, but it's in how we do it. Did you know our motives matter to God and, and, and our, our attitude matters to God? I was uh, preaching on Wednesday morning. I wasn't really preaching. I was teaching uh, the four and five-year-olds at Victory Christian Academy. I go over there and we have a condensed, combined, uh, condensed uh, shortened chapel. And uh, I was preaching about, let's see here, I was preaching about the armor of God. I talked about uh, the... Uh, uh, loins girt about with truth. We talked about truth. We talked about, about the breastplate of righteousness and, and doing what is right. And uh, I was talking about how that God's Word tells us for children, children obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. But then the next verse goes on to say that not only are we supposed to obey, but we're supposed to honor. Well, the first one speaks of our actions. The second one speaks of our attitude. And you might be listening right now and say, well, what in the world does that have to do with us? We're adults. Well, maybe maybe we're not talking about obeying your parents, but we're talking about obeying God. And did you know that God wants us to obey Him and our actions are important, but also our attitude is important to God. And it, I gave the illustration with the four and five-year-olds. I said, when I was a boy, if my dad said, uh, Jeremy, I want you to take out the trash. And so I grabbed that trash bag and I carried it out of the house and I was stomping all the way out and I was huffing and puffing and oh, I was mad and I was angry and I took the trash out and I threw the trash in the garbage can and I came back in and I slammed the door and I, well, first of all, you know I didn't do that because I'm alive to tell about it today, right? You know that's the way it was. But also, can I say, I may have obeyed, I may have taken out the trash, but if I did it in that manner, I was not pleasing my parents, I was not honoring them, and I certainly would not have been pleasing God. And so when we do what is right, when we do what God's commanded us to do, it's not just our actions, but it's our attitude, it's our spirit. You know, I know some Christians who, uh, boy, they don't drink and they don't cuss, and they don't chew, and they don't run with those that do, but boy, they are grumps. They are, they're mad, they're bitter, they're angry, they're critical. And I want to tell you, friend, uh, God is not pleased when that is our attitude, when that is our spirit. We ought to have the joy of the Lord, the fruit of the Spirit 
is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Those are the fruits, of, those are the attitudes that we ought to have in our life. Uh, how about this? Finally, my brethren, Philippians 4, 8, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. I know why some Christians are so bent out of shape. It's because they're constantly dwelling on the negative. Uh, they're constantly dwelling on, well, so-and-so said this to me, or so-and-so did this to me, or you don't understand what, well, hey, listen, you can't focus on those things. If you focus on those things, they will control you. They'll control your spirit and your ways and my ways are not going to please God until we can get our heart right, until we can get our attitude right. You see, when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. So we're not supposed to first try to please people and then hope we please God. We're supposed to first please God and then let God take care of the other relationships. And by the way, God can and God will take care of all the rest if we'll put him first. My dad used to always say this. He'd say, you cannot be right uh, let me make sure I'm doing this right here. If you can see on Facebook, I'm, I'm, I'm moving my hand across kind of side to side. Um, you can't be right in your horizontal relationships with people until you're first right with God in your vertical relationship. And so when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. The goal is not to please man first. The goal is first to please God. Galatians 1 I love how Paul worded this. He said, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Can you imagine if you, if you went to work and uh, at work you didn't do anything that the boss wanted, but you did everything that your old boss at the old company that he wanted and the boss would, uh, that you were working for would say, well, it doesn't matter what the other guy wants. You don't have that job. You don't work there anymore. What you need to do now is do what I've asked you to do. Well, the same is true with Christians. Why is it that we try to please everybody else? We try to uh, please uh, the flesh. We try to uh, please uh, our peers. We try to please everybody except for God. He's the one that we ought to please. Ephesians 6, the Bible says this, that what we do, we don't do it with eye service as men pleasers, but we should do it as servants of God, doing the will of God from the heart. Uh, we don't do what we do just for eye service, just so people will see it and people will comment on it, uh, but we do the will of God from the heart, not to please men, but to please God. So just a couple thoughts here quickly today. So how do we know when our ways please God? I'll give you just four, just there's many more. I'll give you four today. But you know one thing, if you want to please God, Hebrews 11 says that faith pleases God. You want to know how to make God happy today? Have faith. Trust Him. Believe Him. You say, well, what is faith? Faith is believing something without seeing it. Faith is believing something that doesn't make sense and you can't figure out, but you have faith in the authority of the Word of God. Faith pleases God. I'll tell you, number two, flesh does not please God. Romans 8, the Bible says, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. 
Now, the flesh, obviously, it, it could refer to things that are sinful and things that are wicked, and, and, and we know that's an obvious. Of course, those things don't please God. But not just things that are wicked and sinful, but when we operate in our own power, that's the flesh. Uh, if I get up to preach a message, and I get up to preach the message, and I say, I don't need God. I don't say that, but I act like that. I don't need God. Uh, I don't need to study. I don't need to pray. I don't need to trust God. I don't need the Holy Spirit. Uh, I've preached before, or I've sung before. Uh, I've taught a class before. I've worked a ministry before. I've been a husband for years. I've been a father for years. I don't need God. I've got it figured out. That, my friend, is flesh. That is thinking that we can operate in our own ability, our own power. And of course, flesh, that's the opposite of faith. Faith is trusting God. Flesh is trusting your own ability. The Bible says, lean not unto your own understanding. So faith pleases God. Flesh does not please God. But then number three, the foolishness of preaching. It's amazing that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching and that preaching is pleasing to God. Now, I'm not saying foolish preaching pleases God. I've heard some foolish preaching, and can I tell you, that doesn't please God at all. Uh, you say, what's foolish preaching? Uh, foolish preaching is preaching something that is your idea or is my idea, but it was never God's idea. Uh, foolish preaching is not what we're looking for, but I'm talking about the foolishness of preaching. You say, what's the foolishness of preaching? Well, the foolishness of preaching uh, to the unsaved, they don't understand it. They don't understand how someone can get up and can preach and proclaim uh, a truth uh, about God or about the Bible. They don't understand that because they're not spiritually minded. They're naturally minded. But God uses preaching. Preaching is uh, God's method to deliver His truth. Uh, I've been in some services where I'm telling you the preacher got up and he just, we use this term, uh, he just ripped faces off. And I, I'm not trying to be, be, be uh, mean or harsh in saying that, but, but literally he was preaching against sin. He was preaching against my sin and he was stepping on toes and he, was, he wasn't being mean. He was just preaching the truth of the Bible. Now to the world, to the unsaved crowd, that doesn't make sense. Why would you go and subject yourself to somebody who is preaching against the very things that you're doing? Well, to the unsaved, it's foolish. But to those of us who are saved, the Bible says that the preaching is the power of God. Preaching pleases God. And then being fruitful, Colossians 1, verse 10, the Bible says that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. We ought to be fruitful in the Christian life. We ought to bring forth fruit. The Bible says in Proverbs 11, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he that winneth souls is wise. There ought to be people that are saved today because of your witness, because of your testimony, because of your prayers, because of your giving. There ought to be some fruit because of our efforts that we have done to serve God. We've invested, we've planted, we've watered and then God gives the increase. And I tell you, I hope you're living today. I hope you're living every day to please God. We'll stop there. We'll finish tomorrow. But I want to tell you, pleasing God is what it's all about. You, you don't have to worry about what everybody else thinks. You don't have to worry about pleasing everybody else. Just determine today, I'm going to please God. And when you please God, and when I please God, it's, it's amazing how God takes care of all the other relationships. Now, 
Spend time with your wife. Spend time with your children. Uh, cultivate those things. I'm not saying you ignore everybody else. I'm not saying that at all. But Matthew 6, says it like this, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Thank you for listening today. Hope you have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow, and we'll finish up this thought of pleasing God, and we'll continue in Proverbs 16. God bless you. Have a great, great day. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.